Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. I really do have an incredible message to share with you, and I hope that you're as excited as I am to dive in. First things first, let me introduce myself. So my name is Brooke, and I am your host. I'm a mom of three, military wife, and entrepreneur who's passionate about teaching women how to manage their time so they can eliminate the distractions of the world and focus on what God is speaking to them through their daily time in the Bible. This podcast is designed to help you walk away each week with tangible insights straight from scripture that will help you understand and then apply God's word in your life. I know developing a relationship with Jesus can sometimes feel overwhelming, and I'm here to help you simplify that. So grab your Bible, a cup of coffee, and something to take notes with, and let's find freedom in God's word together. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to dive in this week. But before we do, let's get our hearts and our minds focused on him. So let's pray. God, I thank you for bringing us together today. I thank you for this time that we have together, whether the people on the other end are listening in their car or while they're folding their laundry or getting ready for the day, maybe just having lunch with the kids. God, I just pray that you'll open their hearts and their minds, that you will prepare them for the message that you have for me to share today, God. I pray that you'll speak to them in a new way and that you'll help them to really understand what it is that you need them to hear today, God. I thank you for this message. I thank you for this platform. And I pray that you will continue to use and bless this in all of the ways that you can, God. I give you all the honor, all the praise, and all the glory. Amen. So today, guys, we are going to be talking about joy in the suffering. That is the episode or the episode title for today, and it's going to be based on the passage. It's Philippians 1 verses 3 through 6. So this verse says, I thank my God every time I remember you in all my prayers for in all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Jesus. And I just love this passage. I think that verse six is a very popular verse. It's one that a lot of people probably speak on, but I just love the context of all three of those verses together. So a little bit of background on this before we dive into kind of the meat and potatoes of what I have for you guys. Um, So this is Paul and he's speaking to the church of Philippi. And he started this church about 10 years ago. You can read about it in Acts 16, verses 11 through 40. But Paul and his companions had started the church Philippi on his second missionary journey about 10 years prior to this letter being written. So this was actually the first church established in Europe, which is a fun fact. Um, And the Philippian church had just sent him a, a gift. So Paul's in prison right now. And he is probably feeling a little bit lonely and going through some hard times. He's, you know, probably going through some suffering mentally, just kind of trying to do what's right, but also obviously facing some persecution for it. So the Philippian church sent a gift to Paul who's in prison and he wrote this letter to thank them for their gift and also to encourage them in their faith. And so I just love that example that we always have in Paul. If you read through any of the letters that Paul wrote to any of the churches, he's always encouraging them in their faith. So he never starts the letter, even if they were doing bad things, he never starts the letter condemning them or telling them how bad they've been or how they can be better. He always starts it with with excitement and joy 
and um, encouragement for the people that he's speaking to. And I think that that's just, before we even dive into anything, that's such a great example for us as disciples you know, our, our job as Christians is to go out and help other people find Jesus. So we are all disciples of God and it's up to us to share his word. And I think it's an important lesson that we can learn through Paul is that when we go to, to help other people in their walk, it's really good to encourage them. Yes, there might be some correction. Yes, there may be some hard conversations that are had. That's necessary too, but he always encouraged them first. And I think of like just in my own relationships with people, when somebody comes to me with constructive criticism, if they start it first with saying, hey, you've been doing this and this and this really well and I'm so proud of you. And then they go into like, there's this one thing that I think might be better if you try it this way. I receive that a lot more, a lot better than I do if they just come at me and say, hey, fix this, you're doing it wrong. And so as a disciple of somebody, if you have one person that you're speaking God into in their lives, I would encourage you to be an encourager to them so that they can be encouraged in their faith and then dive into the areas that you can help them with what they're doing. So that was kind of a side note that wasn't in my notes of what I wanted to talk about today, but I just love the encouragement that Paul has. Um, So the first part of the verse that I want to talk about is the first part. It says, I thank my God every time I remember you. So this is a very simple breakdown, but I think it's something that can be so easily missed. So he says, I thank my God. I thank my God. Now, remember, I said Paul's in prison right now. So how many of us have been going through hard times, especially over the last year with everything that's been going on in the world? We've all been facing hard times. How many of us actually stop to thank God? No matter what it is that we're thanking him for, are we thanking him for for anything? So he's thanking them every time he remembers them. We'll, we'll dive into the second part of the verse, but he is starting this with just saying, hey, I am going through a tough time. I am struggling. I am going through all the things, but I'm still thanking God. I'm still praising God. So one, he's a great example to the church of gratitude and how we get to still praise God for who he is. And then what he's done, even if he's not doing all of the things that we thought he would do, we still get to praise and thank him for the things that he already has done. So gratitude is so key, even amidst the suffering. And that's where the title Joy and the Suffering came for this episode. Um, and then the, the word joy is actually used frequently throughout this letter. So I just think that that's such a great point to to start with is, are we thanking God even amidst the trials that we're facing? And I want to ask you where you might look around and thank God amidst the hardship that you might be facing. So what are some things in your life? You can even stop, pause the episode right now, write down three to five things that you can think of right now that will help you to just praise God for who he is and what he's already doing in your life. This is a practice that we have in the Finding Freedom Planner every single morning. We talk about how you're feeling in the morning. So you write out how you're feeling and you just lay it out for God because he already knows your heart. So you might as well just acknowledge it. And then you ask God where he, where he needs you to let go of control and depend more on him. And then the next part is, God, thank you for blank. And there's a blank couple lines where you get to just sit and thank God for the ways that he's already working in your life. And so for me, on this part of my, my planner every morning, it's simple. So for me this morning, I, I thanked him for protecting our family and filling us with his spirit. I thanked him for trusting me as the mother of my boys, and I thanked him for the work that he's doing in our family's heart to help us to grow closer to him. And so I just think that it sometimes it's 
it's things that we want to thank him for the beautiful house we have or the this or the that. Like whatever it might be for you, you can thank him for. But it doesn't have to be anything grand or big. It can be something small. But gratitude, when you start with a heart of gratitude, it's going to help you to see more things that are, are going well for you in your life. And so going into the second part of this, so he says, I thank my God every time I remember, I remember you. So he's in prison and he's still thanking God. He's still living out that joy. And then he says, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because your partnership in the gospel, because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So this tells us when he says, in all my prayers for all of you, that means that he's in prayer often. He doesn't say in my one prayer, in that one time that I, you know, acknowledged that I needed God to help me through this situation I'm facing, I prayed, you know, with joy. He's saying in all of my prayers. So he's praying regularly. So he's going through this hardship. He's in prison for, for sharing the gospel and he's, he's thanking God. And now he's telling us that he's praying often. And so I just think it's really key that we take note of those two things that we're having, we're, we're sitting in gratitude and then we're also praying often to God so that he can help us through the trial that we're facing. And then he says, he always prays with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. So not only is he encouraging this church at Philippi, but they're also encouraging him through his time of struggle. So I said in the beginning that he wrote this letter originally as a thank you to them for the gift that they sent him. They were they sent him a gift to encourage him through what he was facing. And so are we as as Christians looking for people that are going through struggles and looking for ways that we can encourage them because we all have a partnership in the gospel. The day that we chose to be Christians, the day that we went under the water and came out as a new creation, we decided to be a part of a new family that follows the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so are we willing to uplift and encourage one another through each other's times of struggle so that we can have that community and that family atmosphere and that love and that joy amongst one another. So my question for this is, are you going to God in your moments of hardship or are you turning away? That is referring to the prayer side of it. And then the second side of it was, um, are you encouraging others as partners in Christ as they endure hardship? How might you right now help somebody who's going through a tough time? And so you guys can pause this and ask yourself, are you going to turn to God? Are you going to God in your moments of hardship and write yes or no? And then are you encouraging others as partners in Christ as they endure hardships? So are there people in your life that you're already encouraging? Maybe write down their names and get excited that you're already doing this. And then ask yourself, is there somebody else that's going through a tough time that I can encourage right now? Okay, so now for verse six of this study. It says, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So the first thing to note here is that the work that we do for God isn't always pretty. So like I said in the beginning, Paul's in prison. And if we think of other stories in the Bible, we have Abraham who was, he had, he had to be willing to sacrifice his son. And then Noah, as he was building the ark, he was ridiculed. He was made fun of because people hadn't seen rain in so long. And he was telling people about this flood that was coming and they thought he was crazy. And then there's Moses who was asked to lead people through the promised land or to the promised land. And he didn't feel qualified. And then there was Jesus who had to die on the cross. And so if you think about these stories, if you think about these people and the the hardships that they endured, it was all for the work that God was using them for. 
but it wasn't always pretty. It wasn't always fun. It wasn't always easy. So there are countless stories throughout the Bible that every person that was doing that found confident that he who began a good work in them would carry it on to completion. And so we have to be confident in that for ourselves too. So sometimes I think that, that, um, you know, when people talk about how God has a calling on our lives and there's a purpose in the work that we're doing and he feels, we feel like he's calling us to do a certain thing, it can be really glamorized that it's always going to be easy or it's always going to be pretty or fancy or fun. And I don't think that that's true. I think that that is kind of exaggerated because there's so many examples throughout scripture of people who were good Christians who are doing his work, who suffered big time. And I don't want anybody out there to feel like because they follow God that they're going to have this easy life and that things are just going to go their way now and everything's going to be good and fancy and big and nice and whatever. Like we're going to face hardships. We're going to face trials. And it tells us that in James 1 verses 2 through 4, it says, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. So not when, not if, but when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So God is not telling us that we're not going to face trials. He's not promising us a life of ease. He's telling us like when you face trials, it's going to produce perseverance. Your faith is going to be tested. But when you overcome that faith and you follow God's plan and you stick to what he's calling you to do because you have confidence that he who began a good work in you will see it through to completion, that perseverance and that belief and that faith in him and what he's going to do through you is what will bring you to the end, what will, what will help you mature and be complete, not lacking anything. And so God initiated our salvation, if you think about it. He initiated our salvation, and throughout our lives, he's going to continue his transforming work in and through us for the rest of our lives. So from the day that we decided to be a follower of Christ, his work began, and he's going to continue to work through us until the day of completion, which is when Jesus returns. And so the end point isn't when we finish the the one task that he's called us to or when, um, you know, we complete the project that we have or we get to the goal that we set for ourselves. The end point is when Jesus returns and we get to stand face to face with God for our day of judgment. God's going to look at us one day and he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or he's going to look at us and say, man, what happened? I gave you everything you needed. I told you if you believed in me, if you had faith in me and my plan, that it would all work out. What happened? So I want you to know, like, we're going to face trials. There are going to be times in your walk with God that you will face trials. It is not going to be a life of ease, especially if you feel like you're being called to do his work in big ways. You're going to have obstacles that stand in your way. The journey, the walk with Christ, it's not easy. But there's so much joy along the way. We just have to look for it. And that's what Paul was doing. So Paul was in prison and he was looking for the joy and he was thanking God for the joy that he had in his life because he was looking for it. So I don't know if you've heard the quote, it says what we focus on duplicates. I think that's how it goes. But basically it means like what we focus on, we're going to see more of. So if we're focusing on how bad things are, how much this sucks, where are you God? I thought you were going to show up. We're going to keep seeing the negative in what we're facing. But if we start to look for the joy, if we start to look for ways that we can be grateful and praise God for the work he's already done, is doing, and will do, 
then those thoughts will duplicate and we'll see more things to be grateful for. And so my application for you this week, as you keep walking, or maybe for the first time you're stepping out in faith and you're starting to just face some trials, can you just look for the joy? Can you stay the course and remind yourself who you're doing this for? Remind yourself that this isn't about you. This isn't about the blessings that you're going to get out of the work that you're doing. This is about you bringing other people to God. The joy that you express through your trial, think about this. The joy that we express through our trials might be the joy that someone else who's going through a trial of their own sees and then says to themselves, you know what? I want some of that. I know it was for me when I was not following Jesus, when I was going through some of the hardest times in my life. If you go back to the very first episode, you'll hear my testimony. I was struggling. My life felt like it fell apart and I saw all of these people who felt looked happy all the time. They just were full of joy and I just didn't understand it because they had hard times too. Everybody goes through hard times, but they always just had this positive outlook and I never understood it. And I would ask sometimes, I mean, I'm kind of an introvert, so I didn't always ask, but when I did ask, they would say, God, like God has a plan and I trust his plan. And I didn't fully understand that until I submitted to his will and I decided to look for the joy and I decided to try and be grateful through the hard times. And I'm not perfect at it. I'm not saying anybody's going to be perfect at this. It's hard to choose gratitude amidst the hardship. But I saw how happy those Christians were and I wanted it so bad. And that's what brought me to want to go to church and get to experience whatever it was that these people, this is my own words, whatever these people had, I wanted some of it. That's what I told myself. And that's what brought me to church and that's what changed my life. And so as you go through your hardship and you choose joy and gratitude amongst amongst that hardship, you might be the very person that shows somebody else the love and the joy that God brings you, and they might want more of that too. So this week, through whatever trial you're facing, I encourage you to stop, and I encourage you to look for the joy. Write down some gratitude every morning. Get your Finding Freedom Planner out if you have one. Make sure you're filling out that gratitude, or get out a notebook sheet of paper, or a notepad on your phone. And write out every morning three to five things that you're grateful for and praise God for who he is and what he's doing, no matter what it is that you might be going through in your life. Because I promise you, if you look around, there is a lot of beauty that you can find. You just have to look for it. And when you start to look for it, you're going to see more and more of it. So let's pray. God, I thank you for for just giving us the opportunity to praise and worship you, God. You're such a good God who's full of so much goodness and love and peace and strength and God sometimes we rely on ourselves and we can get so caught up in this in the struggles that we're facing the trials that we're going through God and we can lose sight of the work that you've already done and that you continue to do and that you will do and I just pray that this week that you'll help us to remember to to be grateful for where we are right now and to know that you have us where we are for a purpose and we may have gotten here through Sometimes that maybe didn't honor you, God. I don't know what the situations might be that got us into the trials that we're facing, God. But I know that you're a good and faithful God who will be there to protect us and love us. And no matter how the outcomes turn out through all these trials that we might be facing, I pray that you just help us to continue to know and grow and experience your love in new ways. And I pray that each of the listeners today will just get to experience your joy and get to look around and see all of the beautiful things that you've placed in their lives and just take root in that so that they can endure these hardships that they're facing. God, I I pray that you'll help them to lay the hardships at your feet and trust in your plan and your will and know that you will bring all of the works that we're doing 
to the completion when it is when it is in your, in your time, God. So I thank you. I praise you. I'm so grateful for you, God, and I just love you so much. And I know that these listeners do too. So thank you for all you are and all that you've done and all that you will do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to the Finding Freedom podcast today. I hope you know how important you are to God. Remember that he created you on purpose for a purpose. You are loved, you are special, and friend, you are enough just as you are. Have a great week and I will chat with you next time.